Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another film review. This is going to be for the new Netflix film called Windfall. I'm your host Matthew and we'll start off spoiler free. We'll take a break and then we'll get into spoilers. But if you've not seen Windfall, you ain't got to worry about spoilers yet because I'm going to do spoiler free for the first half. Um, so Windfall, um, yeah this film kind of came out of nowhere because I guess that's that's kind of how Netflix works. They sort of don't promote things and then they just go here's a new film and you're like oh okay never knew that was even happening but I suppose that's just what Netflix does I suppose that's what you do when you have so much TV and film content you just give it to people anyway um enough of all the Netflix stuff uh so Windfall um I'm gonna give this a must see I'd probably give this a 9.5 yeah something like that um quite a high rating I know um, which is interesting because I just looked up obviously Windfall so I can tell you who the director is and whatnot and look at the cast list. Not that there's much of a cast list to actually look at, but um, just currently this is sitting at 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 51% on Metacritic. So I disagree with most of that, or all of that really, because I think this is a very, very, very good film. Um, this is a film to me that was really on a knife edge because this is a type of film that you can, you do one sort of slip and the whole film could be ruined. And I can't talk about why in the spoiler free section, but that almost happened with this film. I'll tell, I'll give more context and stuff as to the moments. Um, and yes, there was more than one moment, um, that that could have happened one particular moment but anyway um i'm gonna have to be very vague in my spoiler free review here because not a whole lot happens in this it's a slow burn and i can't talk too much about um intricate details and whatnot but um i've thoroughly enjoyed my time watching this there's a lot of things in this film in terms of like quality of life type of things that i really like within certain films uh one aspect that really sticks out to me is use of camera shots, use of camera angles, and the use of that in terms of trying to tell me a certain story. Now, I've come to appreciate that type of storytelling, not visual quality, but visual, like, you're pointing your camera in a particular way, and you're trying to tell me something without the characters saying something. And that happens a fair few times in this film, and I've grown to really appreciate that a lot more. Um, I'm actually going to appreciate that a lot more with a servant on uh, Apple TV Plus, which is a show I'm loving at the moment, I'll, and I'll be reviewing next week, the third season. Uh, that's a show that, um, I mean, I've watched things that have done that type of thing before, um, but servant really got me to appreciate that type of storytelling, and that's used fairly heavily here. Not quite as much as servant, I would say. And servant is very similar to this in certain ways. It's a very intimate, few characters kind of story. Obviously, the plot of servant. Um, is quite different to this. Now, the fact that I'm even mentioning Servant and giving certain compliments to this film that I also enjoy in Servant is quite high praise from me because I really, really have a lot of high praise to give to Servant. Um, but as I, I'm just mentioning it in terms of there's similar things that Servant does that this film does, and that's how I recognise those quality of life things, and that's what made this film better. And one of those things, as I mentioned, is use of camera work. Um, one thing as well is Servant over the course of a season tells a slower burn story, but it's a 30 minute thriller. 
This is sort of like if you took that and made a 90 minute story. It's a slow burn, but instead of 30 minute episodes, it's a 90 minute slow burn type of story. Um, So yeah, length, this won't take you very long to get through. It's an hour and a half. I think it's an hour and a half that's used very, very well. Now, the issue I could see happening with this film is some people are going to be bored by this film because there's a lot of sitting around, there's a lot of talking, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of kind of normal scenes of just people sitting and talking about life and why the people are doing the things that they're doing in this film or the characters and why they're making the choices and doing the things that they're doing in this film. But you can use that to your advantage as well to tell a very, um, I'd say cozy slash claustrophobic type of story. Now those things can be flipped. One minute it can be a claustrophobic story. The other minute it can be a um, other type of story. A cozy story. Um, But yeah, this kind of reminds me of when Malcolm and Marie came out last year. Which starred uh, John David Washington and Zendaya. Which is also a film I reviewed last year. It made it somewhere in my film list for, for last year. But this is kind of that. Now Malcolm and Marie is a lot longer than this film. And of course Malcolm and Marie tells a different story. But similar types of themes and stuff. So I guess what I'm trying to say is those types of stories that are like Servant. Or like this film in Windfall. I really like to be told a story in that way. Now... The thing you've got to do with that is, okay, when the characters are having conversations and they're talking about why they're doing the things that they're doing, that's where the quality of the film's got to shine through because otherwise it will just be seen as, oh, these characters are just talking about stuff and, oh, something happens in the last 10 minutes. Now, of course, this follows that formula somewhat, which is, okay, last 20 minutes, half an hour is pretty crazy. But it's a build up to that and it's a slow burn build up to that. But I think this film does those types of things very, very well. Um, But I suppose there's two types of audiences that are going to watch this type of film. One that's like me, that likes that slow burn and the sort of the mystery, the intense build up, that sort of thing of a character might suddenly say, I'm going to do this and it turns the tables and that can happen, you know, within a moment's notice. And you're waiting for that moment to drop. But it's not sort of a I'm bored. I'm waiting for that moment to drop. It's sort of this is quite intense. And anything can happen at any time in this film. uh, Or in these types of stories and in this film. And you're waiting for that moment to drop. But it's a more intense wait for that moment to drop. And when those moments do drop in this film. It's very good. It really does pay off quite well. Um... So I, I, I very much enjoyed that. Uh, in terms of the cast as well, um, you've basically got three people. Um, there may or may not be more than three people. I'm not going to reveal that here. Not that that would be a direct spoiler, but yeah. Just yeah, watch the film and find out for yourself. Again, I've given it a must-see, so I'm saying you should definitely go out and watch this. Well, stay indoors and watch this. It's on Netflix. Uh, so you've got Lily Collins... Uh, who I know from Emily in Paris, which I'm a few episodes behind on. Yes, I do watch that show. I don't quite know why. I just find it interesting sometimes, although I've not watched it for a while. But that's what I know her from anyway. Um, Then you've got... uh, I don't really know Lily from anything else, I don't think. Um, 
she might have been in something else I've seen. But yeah, Emily in Paris on Netflix is the first thing I saw her in. Then Jesse Plemons, who's been in a number of things. He was in Jungle Cruise, which had Dwayne uh, Rock Johnson, Jack Whitehall, and Emily Blunt. That was a fun uh, action um, adventure kind of popcorn flick, which was is probably now on Disney+. Plus. Uh, he was in that, and he's of course been... Um, what was his character's name in Breaking Bad? Can't quite remember, but it was in Breaking Bad as well. And then you've got Jason Segal, who's been in a few other things, but pro- most notably probably from uh, How I Met Your Mother, which is very different to what this film is. Um, yeah, Jason was an interesting one to watch because in terms of these three actors, I've seen Jesse in a obviously very dramatic story with Breaking Bad. I've seen him in more of a fun adventure thing with Jungle Cruise. Lily I've seen her in, I mean, Emily in Paris when it's dramatic it's more relationship drama and work drama as opposed to people might die type drama. But she's also got some, there's some comedic moments in Emily in Paris so that's a bit more balanced for her. With um, Jason, he's been in just an out and out comedy. I mean there's a few moments of Marshall, I think is his character's name, because uh, you've got Marshall and Lily haven't you, yeah. Um in How I Met Your Mother, there's a few, you know, emotional moments for him, but, you know, it's a comedy, it's a sitcom with with that, and this is the first time I've really seen, or I can remember seeing Jason in a very dramatic role, and his character is the more dramatic out of the three of them. Um, I think Jason gives the best performance here, I think Jesse Plemons... He gets moments to shine, and when he gets those moments to shine, he really shines through, but... I suppose it's Jason's the one who's talking the most of the time, right? Because Jason's the one who... Um, so just to go through the the actual what this film is actually about, I should probably have done that earlier. It says, uh, a man breaks into a tech billionaire's empty vacation home, but things go sideways when the arrogant mo- mogul uh, and his wife arrive for a last-minute getaway. So basically, uh, Jason plays the person that's broken into the house... Well, I say broken in. There's no actual scene of him breaking something. The place just appears to be open. Um, but, yeah, he, he he's the one that's trying to steal something. Or trying to, you know, he's he's looked at as the bad guy. Uh, Jesse Plemons plays the rich husband, basically. Who's the, the one that's kind of... Um, he's He's the rich one in this. And then Lily Collins plays the wife who's got her own things sort of going on. I don't want to get too much sort of into that, but yeah. Um, it's interesting with Lily's role in this because she's got like really only a couple of scenes where she really shines. I do wish she had she was given a bit more opportunity to shine in this film. But because Jason's character has got the problem clearly with Jesse's character. Um I won't ex- I won't spoil what what why he's broken in or whatever. Um but you can clearly tell it's aimed more at Jesse's character even from the start. They have the most back and forths and Lily's character is the one who is the wife. She's kind of the one who tries to be a bit more reasonable. Um because Jesse isn't really um, he's kind of an egotistical kind of guy. Because um, there's certain scenes where Jesse's like, what do you want? You know, which is the typical thing to say in this situation. You broke into my house, what do you want? 
and he kind of plays that in an egotistical sort of way and then Lily's character is sort of the calm one of the of, of the three of them um all three of them do a very very good job I'm just saying Jason Jason sticks out more I think because he's got the most to do Lily's probably got the least to do um and I was interested in like going from I was less interested in Jesse's performance because I have seen him more times than these two and I've only seen these other two people in one other thing and for Lily I've seen her in this kind of essentially a rom-com uh type of thing and then Jason I've seen in an out and out sitcom so I was curious to see you put them both in a very dramatic film what are they going to be like and I thought they were both very very good it's just who's given more time to shine and more scenes to shine but when Lily really does get the chance to shine which is only in a few scenes really she really really does so overall all three of them do a very very good job with what they're given to do um so that was that was really really good um that's pretty much my thoughts on most of it i think there's i think there could be somebody that listens to this and think oh you know must see i'm gonna go out and watch it and then you watch it and you think what the hell was that why did why did matt recommend this film um of course we've all got different tastes different opinions if you think this film is bad and i think this film is good neither of us neither of us are right or wrong but then of course that's where the discussion can come into things um some people might watch this film and think, eh, it was a bit of a waste or whatever. And then some of you might sort of watch this and land a bit more where I am, which is like, um, in terms of what I think this film does, I suppose. Because um, this isn't, because I watched like Adam Project yesterday, and that was more of a popcorn flick, sci fi, fun thing with Ryan Reynolds. And that worked well for what it did and all that. Um, this is. This could be something that's looked at as just being, oh, these characters are boring and they just sit and talk and in the last 20 minutes is is where the chaos happens. I think this film is a bit more of a think piece because this isn't an action film. This isn't a popcorn flick. I think it's I think it lands more in the category of like this is a think piece type of thing. And I think this film's trying to get you to think of different things like to do with life and, you know, um class systems kind of um there's certain themes of that definitely in this film but in terms of i suppose this guy's got um you know his rich life jesse's character and like does he deserve it and all this kind of other stuff so there's things like that to think about and then lily's character's got her like her own journey as well through this film which i can't really get into but that also makes you think about other things. Um, so I suppose when you try to go to watch this, try to be in a bit more of a sort of um, thinking about themes type of type of mood. If you're like, hey, let's flick on Netflix, and oh, Matt said watch Windfall. If you're thinking of just like, oh, I'm gonna flick this film on while I just you know do whatever. Um, certainly don't background watch this film. If you background watch this film, you may as well not put it on because <laughs> you're gonna miss like everything. Um, but this isn't a sort of like, hey, I'm just going to chuck this film on. This is a sort of like, sit down, get yourself kind of immersed type of thing, I think. Especially with like, the the combination here, I think, of the think piece content and the camera shots. Those two things melding together, not only is really, really, really good, but um, also is sort of like, you're going to need to look at that and think about what the film's trying to tell you. 
um, with certain things. And I'll talk about some of those in the spoiler section as well. So speaking of that spoiler section, uh, let's take a quick break. Um, and then we'll come back and uh, I'm going to jump straight into spoilers after the break. So just be aware of that. So let's do take that break and I'll see you all in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show alright this is your chance to leave if you've not seen Windfall which I recommend that you do so again you know you could watch this and you think nothing of it maybe um, if you do, that's fine. That's up to you if you want to think that. Um, but I very much enjoyed it. So uh, if you've not seen Windfall, go and watch it. It's on Netflix. It's an hour and a half. It's got Lily Collins, Jesse Plemons, Jason Segal. Um, and I should probably mention just very quickly who the director is. I should have done that in the spoiler-free section. Uh, Charlie McDowell. I've not heard of the person uh, myself, but they do a very good job as well with this film but yes if you've not seen windfall go and watch it on netflix an hour and a half then come back to this point in the episode uh if you want to pause this point in the episode and you've not seen this film i recommend you do that now so press the pause button if you're on the podcast player or whatever click it off mute turn the volume down play a different episode if you're on the website click on a different post press back click the tab off whatever you need to do um or mute the podcast, whatever. I just like to do this type of thing to give people a chance to turn the episode off. You could have four bags of shopping on you. You could be getting out of the car. You know, you might not be hands-free. So uh, this is just me giving you a chance to do that. Some of you are probably saying, shut up, Matt, just get into spoilers. But I like to give everybody a chance. Um, so the 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 uh, um, knife's edge, I was trying to think of the phrase I was mentioning earlier. The knife's edge moment for me was, uh, so Lily decides 
um, to pick up that piece of glass, uh, which I understand why Jason's character wouldn't have checked for that, um, and everybody was in a bit of a state of shock, and his mind was probably a bit off by that point, so she picks that up, um, she kills both of them, I thought what she was going to do is go up to Jesse's character and do a fake like I love you type of thing and then cut his throat because she doesn't actually use the piece of glass well she uses it to get herself free while Jason's giving another monologue about um Jesse's character um part of me actually thought that she was going to break free while they were having a conversation the two of them and then cut her husband's throat I thought she was just going to do that anyway um but no she picks up a ornament thing big heavy ornament thing and jason you just yeah you had to look at your laces again didn't you why can't you tie your goddamn laces it could have saved your life um he doesn't manage to react in time and gets whacked over the head i'm not sure if he's dead with the first hit but you can hear him kind of gargling or whatever and then she whacks him again uh you do kind of see his dead body so he is he is dead um and then yeah, she's in like a fragile state. Obviously, she's just killed someone. She's probably never done that before. Um, and uh, decides to shoot the husband. Of course, nobody is anywhere near this place. This place is completely remote. Um, so nobody would have really heard it. And that's, this is the moment where the knife's edge moment came up for me. Because I thought she was going to like stand in front of the house. And you'd have like a fancy camera shot. And then she'd shoot herself. If she'd have shot herself. Or taken her own life in whatever way shape or form. I would have dumped this film. From a must see to a skip. Because it would have made. Everything pointless. Um, Because the whole story would have been pointless. Because the gardener dies as well. There wouldn't have been anybody left. And it would have been a quite a stupid ending. Um. But in a way, what I actually quite like about this film as well, and you you only get the realisation of this at the end of the film, this story is about her. This is about her... Because I, I went downstairs, while I was booting up the laptop and stuff, I went downstairs, grabbed a drink, which I've got next to me, and while I was doing that for a few minutes, I was obviously thinking about this film. And a, a song popped into my head. Now, I can't remember the name of the exact song, but there's some lyrics within it. Perhaps some of you can tell me what the song's called. Um, and this song is also sang in Birds of Prey as well, which is a film I really like. Um, we're living in a man's world, but it wouldn't be nothing without a woman. I think it's a woman or a girl. I think that's the, the lyrics. But essentially saying, even for women, because a woman sings the song as well. Um, and... Yeah, from a woman to sing... I mean, a woman sings it in the Birds of Prey film... Because it's Black Canary that sings it. Uh, but um, yeah, I was kind of thinking about that in terms of... She is obviously a woman living in this man's world. Because you get the sense throughout the film... When she's talking about pregnancy... And like, oh, you know, when I was walking down the aisle... And the 30, 40 years down the line... and what was going to kind of happen and she kind of didn't really want to get married to him um and she doesn't really want to get married to him and you can tell that throughout the film they've got clear marriage problems so really it's kind of about her trying to get out of a man's world 
and there's obviously the few camera shots, both one by the gate and one at the end, where her feet are at the edge of this like path. You can see where the path kind of cuts off, and it's almost like imagining her trapped in this vacation house. Like she's in a vacation house, which obviously this place is really nice and everything. Uh, it's massive. Um, it's probably an American place, obviously. Uh, and it's almost like she can't get out of this vacation place or get out of her marriage. Um, and her killing these two men is her way of doing that. And then, of course, once she's done that at the end, and she takes that step over the edge, and then the film ends there. That's the last thing that happens. She's gotten out of the man's world, and that's what she's wanted to do for probably years. Because... Um, Neither of these two people seem actually... I mean, no, nobody in this film is really happy with their life. Um, Jesse's character's in a sort of situation where he's, like... Just too rich and powerful. Um, Lily is trying to do things as well. In this, like, she's got her charity work and she wants to kind of do her own thing. But then the husband wants a kid, a, a child, or baby, whatever... And she doesn't. She's obviously taking um, birth control pills. I didn't know when they showed earlier in the film. That she's got pills in her bag. I was like oh is that something to do with birth control. But I didn't completely guess that at the time. But then. Because uh, I didn't get a good glimpse of like. If the packet said it on it or whatever. Um, yeah so I was trying to guess if that was what was going on. Um, and then. Jason's character reveals like oh your wife's been taking her birth control so yeah she's really been trying to escape the man's world and I thought that was that was great because another reason I kind of really like that as well is this film for the most part I mean it's her story I think it's her story basically is my sentiment to take away but so much of this film is these two men arguing about money and work and who did what right and who did what wrong and who you know jesse mentions at one point uh jesse's character mentions at one point like hey i didn't do anything wrong i just let a bunch of you go because it's not quite explicitly explained why jason's here but i got the impression it was to do because he worked for him uh not worked for him this guy jesse's character was like a ceo or something um, was his character's name on Google was listed as CEO, so we would have never seen like a lower class worker like Jason's character. Probably, I'm gonna guess at one point the CEO let a bunch of people go, including Jason's character, and he intends to like the severance wasn't good enough for it. That type of thing is what is what happened, and um, Jason decides to try and get some power back. So it's like a power struggle between two men. Throughout most of this, which is why which is why Lily doesn't really get the time to shine because it's them two arguing about who owes who what and you know Jason clearly knows who this guy is. I'll say Jason, but you know what I mean. He clearly knows who this guy is, and Jesse's like, I don't know who you are. Um, and then he starts to try and guess, you know, about Severance and all that sort of stuff, but um. It's it's that way of kind of looking down on your workers, I suppose. Of like, Jason knows who this guy is, and this and Jesse's character is like, I don't know who you are. You're like a nothing person to me. 
and that obviously pushes that plot forward. Um, and then Lily's character sitting kind of on the side throughout most of this thinking, I want to just get out of this situation. And she has her own answer as to how to do that. Um, but yeah, I suppose you could have achieved the same story. Because I'm kind of thinking of like how else this this film could have ended. So if Jason's character gets away at the end, let's say his character did. Obviously he didn't. He He, he died. Uh, Jesse's character was still tied up. I wonder if you could do an alternate ending of this film. I'm not asking for an alternate ending. I I, I think the ending is is, is good for what it tries to do. Um, But an ending where Jason gets his revenge. Or his own back. By take... Because he's got the money. Like the... What was it? 400, 500 grand, whatever. Um, He's got the bag with him. So she let him leave. Let's say she waited whatever amount of time. Because Jesse's character's tied up in a chair. He's not going anywhere. And then watches him leave. And then goes back and kills him. And then does the step over that curb thing. I think you still achieve the same result. But. um, Yeah. They went with obviously Jason's character getting, getting killed. Um, which is almost like the the way she kills him is almost it's her physical frustration, I suppose. Um, her way of physically taking out her frustration on the situation, and this guy has also broken into their vacation home. So I suppose it's kind of. Cause I'm trying to think of other ways of looking at this as well, but this is what this film wants you to do: is think about this film in this way. Um, I suppose it's a way of thinking you broke into my life maybe and I'm going to kill you for doing that and then because you've got one guy who's like strangleholded her in her life and not really let her have like freedom and their marriage is not good and then one guy who's broken into her life by literally breaking into the vacation home um, so I suppose there's the two different different things there I suppose. Um, so yeah, that was that was kind of my interpretation of everything, um, and how that all kind of played out. Especially let's talk about a couple of the other scenes as well. Um, yeah, uh, so the gardener. Um, so he tries to be smart, obviously, rightly call nine one one. What I thought was going to happen because Jesse's character turns away, doesn't he, from Jason, and he's got a pencil in his hand, and obviously his actual idea was I'm going to write call nine one one. They didn't show whether or not Jesse took the pencil. Because I thought he was going to take the pencil and try to use it as a weapon. You know, lodge it in Jason's neck or, or whatever. Um, which you, you could have done. Um, but no, he tries to use it in a different in a different way. Um, and the gardener starts acting suspiciously. So Jason decides he has to take him hostage. Um, then you get one of the more intense scenes of the film, of course, when... Um, Jesse decides to really pull the alpha male card and say like, hey, um, you know, oh, you don't know what it's like to ri- live as a rich white guy and you've got a target on your back and all this kind of other stuff. And Lily's sitting there obviously very nervous, so is the gardener. Um, and I could tell, I, I, I thought what they were trying to do at one point in that scene, because Jason's character 
I'm just going to say Jason. Jason looks, is pointing a gun, obviously, at Jesse's head. I did, because he pulled the trigger and you don't quite see what happens. But I noticed the arm movement went up. So I was like, oh, he's shot the wall. I didn't think anybody had been shot from that. And I didn't think that there was any, like, bullet ricochet, somebody get shot by accident. I didn't think that was what was what was going on. Um, and then the gardener kind of stupidly decides, I'm going to try to run out. Because uh, Jesse says it as well, doesn't he? Of Like, why did you try and escape through a glass door? You know, you slip and, well, you saw what happened. And you knew as soon as he crashed into that and, like, where his neck is, you're like, okay, he's done. Obviously, his throat is going to be too damaged. Um, Kind of a stupid thing he does. And it wouldn't have really helped him, but it probably... Whatever. So he's got his neck stuck in this, like, shard of glass. I mean, he's probably dead by that point anyway, because you don't really... You're not going to really survive that. Um... And then there's a particular, like, sound moment where he lifts his head up and you hear, like, sort of thing. Where you know that he's lodged this glass out of his throat and it's like, if you've got any sort of wound like that. And I've been, I've I've, I've heard this conversation or, or this explained many, many times. If you've got something lodged in your body like that, obviously your neck is a particular, you know, if you get something lodged in your neck, it's it's probably bad news. Um, but, like, if you've got something lodged in your arm, or your body, or your leg, or your foot, or whatever, don't yank it out. <laughs> because it's just going to end in, you know, as soon as you pull that thing out of a wound, it's just going to start spurting blood, and that's bad news as well. But, not that it would have made any difference, it was just kind of, I guess the guy was in shock, and he thought, I'm going to take my neck off of this thing, and try and, what, run away? I don't know, but it, it wouldn't have made a difference anyway, but you just hear a kind of, sort of noise, and, um... You're like, oh, you've just, yeah, done that. So, not not particularly smart. Um, so, yeah, I thought what might have happened as well. There's a little nugget of a scene, or a nugget of a moment in that scene. Um, Jesse gets up, right? He starts moaning and shouting and whatever. And then he turns around. And next to the armchair where he was sitting, he sort of messes about with something. He sort of puts his hand near the armrest, and there's a table there. He starts messing with something. And I thought, oh, he's going to pick something up and try and whack Jason around the head. Um, but he, he didn't didn't try to do that. Because none of these characters, try, apart from the end, uh, none of these characters try to jump Jason at any point. And I thought that was really interesting, because there's an explicit note at a certain point. I think it's where they're, when they're sitting outside, the three of them. And uh, Jesse says to to Jason, um, like, oh, do you want to make sure you've got the safety on so we don't have any, like, I think he says oops-a-daisies or whatever. Um, But they're quite close to him at a lot of points during this film. Um, One of them could have whacked him around the head at one point because he didn't have this, he had the safety on. And you don't get a scene where you see him clicking the button or anything. Um, apart from obviously that scene where he does take a shot, but I'm talking about there was dozens of scenes before that. None of them tried to jump his character. Um, so I thought that was that was kind of interesting as well. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much everything I want to talk about with Windfall. This film came out of absolutely nowhere, which is what Netflix uh, tends to do. 
Um, you couldn't obviously do a sequel, but these types of films. So if because uh, what I was, was going to say as well, because um, I made a sort of mental note to myself to, to talk about this. If any of you know any 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 TV shows, any films, you can kind of do the same thing with games, but not to the same effect. If any of you know of any TV shows or films that are like this, or like Servant, or like Malcolm and Marie. So what I'm talking about is films or TV shows that are set within, like, one area. So most of Servant is set within the, the family house. Malcolm and Marie are set within that house. Uh, there's a few scenes like outside and uh, you know just outside the house that type of thing um and this obviously where there's the i mean there's the one scene there's the one like game changing scene where Jason does get away doesn't he but then there's the camera which which changes the game for him and there's the scene like where you're chasing he's chasing them in the fields and stuff like that so there's a couple of scenes where you break away from the the house but most of this film takes place within the house but yeah if any of you know of any TV shows or films that are like this, that sort of a couple of characters, maybe three, maybe five, maybe just a couple. I mean, Malcolm and Maria is just two. Um, and any of that sort of slow burn stuff, obviously the plot is something that's got to be really interesting when you're doing something like that. If any of you know anything like this um, that I may, might not have seen, I might have seen some of the things like that, but if any of you know anything like that, please do recommend them, recommend them to me because I like to be told these types of stories. Um, very kind of intimate, very sort of like one location, one kind of thing happening. Uh, and that's where you can, obviously when you're not paying for too many sets and that sort of stuff, that's where you can hire people like, you know, Lily Collins, Jesse Plemons, Jason Seagal, because it saves you on, on money and it, it lets you put more money towards your actors. And obviously with um, Malcolm and Marie, you've got Zendaya and John David Washington. They probably weren't, they probably were, you know expensive um so where you've got like you know you can narrow your money down a bit more towards uh paying for really good actors which is what you need obviously for these types of things as well people who are going to deliver really good dialogue and stuff um so yeah let me know if there's anything like that that you could recommend that is similar to this um that's out there because i'm interested in uh those types of stories and i can't think of anything that i haven't seen that's like this so i don't have like a, a next one to sort of go to um so yeah uh but yeah that's that um anyway let me know what you thought of this film obviously we're in the spoiler section so i'm assuming those of you that are here either don't care about being spoiled or have seen the film um so let me know what you thought of this film anyway what did you interpret from the ending did you maybe get the gist that this was more of uh wife's character's story because i think it is by the by the end um i think the story is dominated by the two men but the story is about her trying to escape basically the situation but anyway let me know your thoughts feelings questions comments maybe you hated this film maybe you thought it was a waste of time you haven't wasted much time but maybe you thought it was a waste of time uh you thought it was stupid or, or whatever uh let me know your thoughts feelings questions comments matthew at entertainmenttalk.org twitter etalkuk there's a contact page and information in your show notes also if you're listening on the website version of the episode there's a big email box you can use uh fill in that and you can send me your messages that way and there's a clickable email name in the show notes as well uh i really enjoy talking about this film it's good yeah i want to talk about more of these things so because i've reviewed the first two seasons of servant which is similar to this i've obviously that's horror different story 
Um, really enjoyed watching and talking about Servant. I really enjoyed watching and talking about Malcolm and Marie. And I really enjoyed watching and talking about Windfall. So, uh, but anyway, you can find out uh, our other content as well. Um, if you want to hear us talk about other stuff, which is TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts, you can find those over on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, uh, sorry, and podcast platforms, uh, Entertainment Talk. So if you want to check out more of our content, you can uh, find them through that as well. Uh, in the meantime, uh, as I said, you can listen to our other episodes. You can also tell other people that you know about what we do and where they can find it. So tell them about where our content is and what we do and stuff. Uh, either do that by just telling other people or by using social media, of course, sharing the links around different places. That really helps us out as well. If you uh, want to support us through other methods... Um, there is Patreon. We've got the $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast review options. You can take a look at that as well if you'd like to for all of that. Uh, for, your TV, for your TV and your film news, um, I would say if you want to find out about the newest Netflix stuff, but they don't really tell anybody until they just release things. But if you want to find out about other TV and film news, I suppose, uh, you can find David's uh, posts over on geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. That's for your TV and your film news. Uh, Geektown Radio is also weekly on Tuesday, so look out for that. Uh, Bex is still streaming daily pretty much over on Twitch, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Uh, you can go and find her um, streaming Tomb Raider on Mondays as well. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch as well, eTalkUK. Uh, the schedule's listed on the Twitch page, which is eTalkUK, uh, over on Twitch. If you miss any of those, I do need to update them over on YouTube. You can find the archive streams over on YouTube, as well as some COD clips, lots of fun stuff happening with that. Um, I'll try to update the uh, YouTube page before I uh, go to bed. So, uh, you can do that. That's a YouTube channel which is called Entertainment Talk Plays for all of that. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, next film reviews, there is a uh, new film called X, which is a horror film. I'm planning on seeing that next weekend. And there's a new Ben Affleck film. It is on Amazon Prime. And it is called Deep Water. It's got Anna Diarmas, who was in No Time to Die, which I love that film as well. Uh, you can find our review for No Time to Die on the website as well. Uh, so yes, Deep Water and X are the next two films. Um, so I don't know when I'll watch Deep Water, but that should be during the week. And then I'll watch the new horror film called X next weekend, um, which is when I'll get out to hopefully see that film. So uh, then we've got Sonic coming soon, which I'm looking forward to. That's going to be good fun. Then obviously Doctor Strange. I'm not planning on seeing Morbius on the big screen, so don't don't expect a review soon after that film comes out because. I don't plan on seeing it very soon. Um, I'll probably wait till that hits streaming, if I even want to watch it, um, for the Morbius stuff. So there's that. But yeah, a few film reviews to look forward to if you like hearing us talk about different films. So there's that. Anyway, thanks very much for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>